it's not always easy to distinguish the pot stirrer from the peacemaker because they're always in the conflict. They tend to be leaders and they're always bringing problem issues to you. The first question I always ask is, is there a reasonable hope that this conflict can be resolved? If I can go home to a healthy home environment with a wife and kids who love me, it's amazing how the Lord uses healthy relationships to help us heal even when we're constantly helping other people through their crises. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. So you look for a place that has a reasonable likelihood of resolution. And if it simply is not resolvable, it's just people who are wanting to be arguing. Then you just put up the wall and you have to be in your own place. Conflict is inevitable. It's not whether or not you will have conflict. It is how well you manage the conflict you have. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Hey there, Brian and Janelle Podcast listeners. Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified because, you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old, and my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial, it just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, maybe you'd be willing to leave a a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thanks a lot. Joining us live is our regular contributor and friend, Carl Vaders. He's a small church pastor. He's a blogger, speaker, author. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. All right. So uh, you kind of burst people's bubbles here because in a recent article you wrote, we all thought pastors just kind of read their Bibles and preach, and you're claiming conflict resolution is a big part of your job? (laughs) 
Uh, I've heard tell of such a thing uh, in distant lands and far away, yes. <laughs> I mean, how, how often are you dealing with conflict resolution as a pastor? Well, I, I think a bigger. Uh, it would be easier to answer, when aren't we? Really? Um, yeah, oh, it, it, is, it is a regular part of our lives, whether it's helping a couple who's maybe going through a difficult time as, as in a marriage and trying to help them uh, bring things back again. So often we're resolving other people's conflicts. Uh, often we're resolving conflicts within the church and amongst ourselves, whether somebody's, you know, upset at a sermon we wrote, or of course in the last, you know, year and a half over everything from politics to masks to vaccines to, you know, there's all kinds of conflict out there, and we are the ones that people often come to to help resolve that conflict. Do you get much training for that in <laughs> seminary, or is that just something, well, something that's a, a hazard of the job? We do get some training for it. Most most pastors, after a few years, look back and go, "I did not get enough training. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see this much conflict coming, and I didn't get quite as much training." Most of it is on the job, uh, unfortunately. That has to be exhausting to be resolving conflict all day. Thank you for feeling my pain. <laughs> it, it is. It, it really is. Although the one thing I have noticed over the over the years is I can go into the church or I can spend time. And, and recently I've spent between people crying on my screen on a Zoom call or now that we can actually be in the same room together, crying in the same room as people are going through this crisis together, it, there's been an awful lot of counseling, an awful lot of crisis uh, resolution. But if I can go home to a healthy home environment with uh, you know, a wife and kids who love me and a, a basically healthy environment, it's amazing how the Lord uses healthy relationships to help us heal, even when we're constantly helping other people through their crises. And you know, you, you wrote a, a recent article that I can't wait to talk to you about here because it helps us distinguish between two types of people when it comes to conflict. Can, can you help us figure out what these two types of people are? Yeah, I, I, I almost made it, you know, uh, take take the survey and find out whether you are one or, or of these or not, but I didn't oh, want to make yeah. it quite that personal. That would be very uh, interesting, ooh. actually. Because we're all nervous about how I would score on yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and, and the two types of people in con that tend to be in conflict a lot are pot stirrers and peacemakers. Okay. And it's not as easy to tell the difference as you think it might be. So what you, what what are they just in, in principle? Well, the, the the peacemaker is the person who is well. It's in the name. They're they're the one who is actually in there with the right heart and attempting to resolve the situation. And here's the thing: peacemakers regularly find themselves in the middle of conflict because that's where peace needs to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, you you can't resolve a conflict unless you're in the middle of it somewhere. Exactly. So some people think that you know, if you're a peacemaker, that means you just it's just you know rosebuds and daffodils all day and mm -hmm. there's never any problems. No. It, you go to places where peace has to be made. Uh, and, and so you're constantly in conflict if you are a peacemaker. However, on the other side, there are people that we call pot stirrers. And the pot stirrers are the ones who like to get into the pot and stir it up and often create conflict where there really was no conflict. These are the ones that are always jabbing in the corners and so on. But if you're in a position of leadership like I am, you have two people bringing conflicts to you. You have people who are peacemakers who are saying, hey, there's an issue here you need to be aware of, and they're truly there to help. And others who are bringing issues that you 
quote unquote need to be aware of, but in fact, they're creating the problem themselves. And it's not always easy to distinguish the pot stirrer from the peacemaker because they're always in the conflict. They tend to be leaders and they're always bringing problem issues to you. I'm so glad you mentioned the peacemakers and that they are in the conflict because both in the church and in families, I've seen the idea of dealing with problems, even if it's to bring peace, something to be avoided. And so people brush things under the rug, but it feels toxic. It feels like, are we just not going to deal with it? And churches could go years with situations unresolved. Can you just unpack that a little bit more for those who feel that? Well, that, that's a great principle in churches and in families. I mean, if you're a peacemaker, you've probably experienced this, especially if you've been in unhealthy family situations or unhealthy church situations. You see a problem, it's evident. You're pointing out the elephant in the room. I tend to be that guy going, uh, anybody not seeing this giant pachyderm sitting in the middle of the living room here? You know, I point out the elephant in the room. And then there are times when people go, why are you always stirring the pot? Yeah. I'm not stirring yeah. the pot. It's an obvious elephant that we're all tiptoeing around and it's better to deal with it. Pointing out an evident problem people are avoiding so that you can deal with it is not pot stirring. It's peacemaking. So, uh, but often peacemakers get accused of being pot stirrers. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said that because on this show, what we try to do a lot of times is talk about the elephant in the room, whatever the problem might be, the concern, the issue in society that Christians need to confront. And it's not peacemaking to ignore problems. Am I understanding you correctly? Absolutely. It is not peacemaking. It's avoidance to avoid problems. It is unhealthy to avoid problems. If you talk to any mental health professional, they will tell you that it is just as problematic and, in fact, often long-term even more problematic to avoid the problem because you think you're just trying to avoid conflict. Conflict is inevitable. It's not whether or not you will have conflict. It is how well you manage the conflict you have. Well, I would love to hear after we come back, if you're truly in your heart a peacemaker, what conflicts are worth getting right in the middle of and saying, we talking about this one. And we're talking to Pastor Carl Vaders about peacemakers and pot stirrers. You made it to the middle of this episode. Wow, you did it. So if you made it this far, that probably means you're at least tolerating, if not, dare I say, enjoying what you're hearing. And if that's the case, I'd love to ask you for a favor. We'd love your help spreading the word about the Brian and Janelle podcast. You know, there's such a crowded space in the podcast world, so many different things to listen to and choose from. Would you consider sharing this podcast or maybe even this episode with two of your closest friends? Maybe you'd send a text or a Snapchat. I don't know what you're going to do, but please send them this and tell them why you like our podcast. Helping us spread the word would just be a huge way to support what we're doing. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. We've been talking about this distinction between pot stirrers and peacemakers, and he's making, I mean, he's got a great article here, but we're working our way towards it because he's helping us see that oftentimes those who are accused of being pot stirrers are actually peacemaking. And it's not peacemaking to ignore conflict. It's something that we're not really trained to do, I guess, in our culture. Like a lot of us are uncomfortable with conflict. So it feels comfortable to just be like, leave it alone, you know? Just don't bring it up. Right. And so I wanted to know, Pastor, if in your heart you really feel like you're you're trying to be a peacemaker, whether it's in your family or your church, 
you also got to recognize what battles are not worth getting into. So how do you know when it's like, no, we're dealing with this one, we're bringing it up, and we're going to talk about this? That is such an important distinction to make. Uh, For me, the first question I always ask is, is there a reasonable hope that this conflict can be resolved? If there's no reasonable hope, sometimes, you know, you see it online, most obviously, where people are just in there. They're just stirring the pot, stir the pot because they're having fun. And you sit there and you want to fix it. And you realize this is not the format where this is going to be fixable. I I can't fix a political crisis on Twitter. It's just not fixable there, folks. Uh (laughs) So, So I don't engage. And when you're in personal conversations with family members or so on, there are there are times where you can look at it and go, this this isn't something that they're going to resolve. So what you then do is you find, is there a place where we can make some peace? Maybe there's somebody new to the family or somebody new to the church or somebody who's much more uh, open to 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 listening to reason in this. And so you say, you know what, I can't fix the entire family or the entire church, but here's a person who is is maybe vulnerable to being hurt by this and is naive to, to it. And I can pull them aside and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. Here's how I can help you with this. Let's be peacemakers in this situation together. So you look for a place that has a reasonable likelihood of resolution. And if it simply is not resolvable, it's just people who are wanting to be arguing, then you just put up the wall and you have to be in your own place. But that's the primary thing for me. So can you take us through a couple of the, of the, the questions you've developed that help people distinguish the difference between pot stirrer and peacemaker? I don't want to give everybody all of them. They, they, they can go read those for themselves. But what's some of your top ones? Yeah, one of them is, do they actively participate in the hard work of reconciliation? Pot stirrers love to drop a problem on your doorstep and ring the doorbell and then run away. Uh, <laughs> and then all you've got is a flaming bag of you know what that you've got to deal with, right? Because that's 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 what when I was a kid, that's what some of the bad kids in the neighborhood used to do. So oh, yeah. I heard, but I didn't do that. Ron, uh, you, right? you heard about this but, too? But that, oh yes, I've heard that. Stir- yeah, that's what pot stirrers <laughs> love to do. They they love to bring the problem and then stand back and watch the flames go. But a peacemaker genuinely comes in and says, "How can I help in the resolution of this?" Oh. How has that looked in, in your office, for example? Like, what's somebody who's come to you and has clearly been trying to, is bringing up a conflict for peacemaking purposes? I've been in my church for 28 years. For the first 25 as the lead pastor, I had the same youth pastor the entire time. And uh, three years ago, he actually became my pastor and I became his teaching pastor. I would not recommend that for everybody. That's uh, After 25 years, we knew we could do it. But boy, that's a challenge otherwise. Yeah. But during that season where he was my youth pastor, He was great at coming to me and saying, Pastor, there's an issue going on. And the phrase he used was this, I don't want you fighting a battle that you don't know you're fighting. Hmm. And he would bring it up and he would bring it up with potential solutions and we would work on it together. And then he'd say, whatever you need, if you need me to step out, if you need me to step in, let me know. And so now as his assistant, I get to do the same thing. And I've been able to see things because there are times as the, especially if you're leading in a church, there are times you're the first to know about problems, but there are other times where there's all kinds of gossip going on in the background and you're the last one to know. And to have a friend, a Barnabas to come alongside, a Joshua to hold up your arms, to come along and say, this is a battle that's on its way or that is stirring or that already exists and you don't know about it yet and you can't deal with it until you do. And the person who does that for you is a great blessing. What's another question we can ask to distinguish between a pot stirrer and a peacemaker? 
Well, another one is, are they heartbroken by conflict or are they stimulated by conflict? <laughs> uh, right? Right. Um, it, it's, I, I, I call it the role of the reluctant prophet. Uh, if you take a look at the Old Testament, none of the prophets wanted to be prophets. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Jeremiah was yeah. Jeremiah was like, no, Lord, I'm too young for this. Right. And, and they had to be dragged into it. And then you got others who are walking into a room going, hey, I'm going to be the prophet. Right. And no, I don't think so. Uh, and it's the same thing with the, the peacemaker and the potster. The potster seems to delights in the idea that they're always in the middle of it. The peacemaker is there willingly. But you can sense that there's a conflict even within their own spirit that because they are peacemakers, they don't like the idea of conflict, but they recognize that they're called to fix it. So whether they're broken by the conflict or stimulated by the conflict is a big sign. Give us another one. These are so good, Pastor. Keep going. One of the is, do they only bring problems or do they also bring some possible resolutions? And I want to be careful on this one because I've had bosses before who said, don't be a, bring me a problem if you haven't got a solution. And that's not good leadership because there are times people recognize a problem and they don't see the solution yet. And if your rule is don't bring me a problem unless you have a solution, then there are going to be problems unnoticed by you that if you had known about it earlier, maybe the team can solve, right? When you've got a good team and somebody brings up a problem, hey, we're not doing this well. Don't stare at the person who brought up the problem and go, well, fix it. They're bringing it up so that the team can fix it. So uh, that that's a big thing. But but if they do come in and all they're doing is bringing the problem and never ever coming along and, hey, maybe here's a way to fix it, then you've got a pot stirrer and not, and not a peacemaker. So it, I don't require that they have a solution, but if they're never even attempting to, then, then you may have a problem there. Yeah. Again, Pastor Carl Vaders, he's a small church pastor. He's a blogger, speaker, author of many books. And he's got this latest article from carlvaders.com called 11 Questions to Help You Distinguish a Pot Stirrer from a Peacemaker. Our friend Kelly is going to get that faithfully posted here on our Facebook page and Instagram. And pastor folks can learn more about you at the website. Am I right? Yes, carlvaders.com. You see the article there. And in fact, yesterday I just started a brand new podcast called Can This Work in a Small Church? Can this work in a small church? And that should be popular since most churches are Are small small. churches, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Amen. Pastor Carl Vaders, we love hanging out with you, my friend. Thanks for getting up early out in California for us, and we'll have you back soon, okay? You got it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media, and search for us online. We're at briannjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, briannjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week, Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.